This week on the Podland Trailcasters. I'm not. I'm not. Con- I'm not. I'm uh, not convinced global warming is a thing. As much as I'm convinced that somewhere along the lines, either magnetic fields have shifted, or an asteroid uh, may have hit the ocean that we didn't detect, and it was enough to knock Earth off kilter, and everything has just been moved a month. Right? Summer is like a month longer. Like summer rolls into October. Now winter is instead of and, and, you know being done with snow at the end of January, we're snow going into March like everything's just a month off that's all I don't know what happened uh, I will turn on the history channel later today and watch some ancient aliens to see if perhaps that is the reason why this is happening when they should be going left or right they are just sitting there like like Homer Simpson on the ground spinning woo, woo, spinning around in a circle doing nothing there are people who stand over Leangelo Ball I have seen that's them so I've, I've worked so with weird. them Shout out Dylan Micken it. The S is going to hit the F, my man. Wait, did you just censor the word fan? And then you look at the box score at the end of the night. There is no world. There is no world. No multiverse, right? Mar- Marvel couldn't even write this into existence. So what do you expect from Chauncey Billups if Chauncey Billups is in the playoffs? I expect Chauncey to look over at Scotty Brooks and figure out what to do from there. It's just so Chauncey Billups can find a way to play Cam Reddish more. He might even <laughs> say, you know, Justice. Simon goes bench. Hey, he might Maybe just we'll say, finally get Simon's the sixth man like we've been yeah, talking about. He Simon's the sixth man because he's got to get benched. You know what? I'm not going to play you because I, I, really uh, I really think Kevin Knox is the future. Thank the Lord Al Gore for inventing the internet, he said jokingly before you people <laughs> take that too seriously. All right, uh, get back to where your face is. Do you want to give me a quick three, two, one? Three, two, one. Hello, Rip City. To all of you ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, whether you're in town or out of town or in any corner of these worldwide interwebs, welcome to the Podland Trailcasters. That's right, Chris. It was 214 episodes where I never actually said the name of the pod in the intro, but this is the Podland Trailcasters. Thank you for tuning in. Here with you, the not-so-vanilla Hood River Gorilla. I am Keith Feltner-Smith, and here with me to balance this Hawaiian-time Oregonian, the on-time Hawaiian, the master of segues, Mr. Professional Christopher Joseph Burkhart. Mahalo, my brother. How you doing? Yeah, how's it? It is good. It is going well. I'm feeling better. The mandibular muscles feeling more relaxed. I feel like that's just going to be like a key word for us for weeks now at this point. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Uh, steroids feel good. They they helped out. How has your... Actually, not even a week. I was going to say, how's your week been? How have your two weeks been? We, we took a week off. I needed the week off. I really couldn't even smile, much less kind of yell or move my face in animated ways, which I love to do on this show here. But... Yeah, how has how the two weeks been? How has parenthood been nice treating to you a little in the... break your ass? <laughs> yeah, that, that was the other real reason. Like, my, my <laughs> jaw hurt, but mostly I wanted to make sure that, that you, uh, you know, watching out for your health. So that's nice. So that's what friends are for. Also, another thing that friends are often good for is, is some love, some hugs, probably some hate mail. That happens in a lot of friendships, too. But why don't we launch into ours, Chris? We have plenty more to talk about with the Blazers. So let's get into the world-famous, internationally renowned, universally acclaimed love, hugs, and hate mail. Where's your love going this week? Yeah, it's not going to anything uh, Blazer related, I'll tell you that. My love is going to... <laughs> it's going to someone I know everyone here loves to send hate to. I don't know why, but it's going to, to my boss, Chad Doing. 
as well as my my co-worker here uh, Preston Highfield because of their hard work I got to break ground this week and on Monday evening did color commentary for my very first division one basketball game ever color commentary for Portland State versus Sacramento State which was absolutely uh, amazing I've always wanted to be a talking head you guys all know that you've known that from back in the days when you hosted this bad boy with Goldner and, and asked me to be a guest and I was just oh, <laughs> you know, on cloud nine just to be a guest on a podcast I just love sitting here and talking sports right uh, never thought in a million years I'd be doing color commentary at any level and I've been doing high school games uh, for the last few weeks now we'll be doing them next weekend as well at the OSAA 6A Boys and Girls State Championships uh, but never ever expected that my voice would be doing uh, a game for a college basketball team at any point in my life and I got to do that this week thanks to uh, some of my hardworking co-workers at Rip City Radio so pretty freaking awesome that's awesome that's very cool congratulations to you and, and shout out to Chad and, hey! and Preston and the hey! whole crew and shout out to Goldner as well hey! look at where we've all come to through supporting each other and, and all the rest let me let me slip in before I get back to my love here uh, you know speaking of supporting each other if you're not on the discord yet you should come and join the discord we have lots of podcasts like ourselves handful of other podcasters other content creators artists from around the local area all Blazers fans we have connections to the third bench uh, ticket group up in three 17 going with them tonight to see the blazers face the pelicans should be an awesome time lots of great fun on the trailcasters discord the link is in the episode description i'll talk about it lots more later so for now let's get back to my love this week i had my love honestly it was going to rip city radio playing uh an episode of trailcasters the other week when when we had this kind of extended break here and then you also had me on court side to talk about the all-star game in the same little uh hiatus you couldn't stay away too long i get it you couldn't keep yourself uh from from hanging out with me so having me on your show when i couldn't have you on ours <laughs> but honestly since you already sent some love to rip city radio i think i'm gonna diversify a little bit here i kind of spread the love around it's got to go to the tarmac rap man that that whole video the other night before the sacramento game was just amazing the the, the video was fantastic the chemistry from jeremy grant calling out for tristan you see Shaden at the very end, like just embarrassed by his elders. Lines about the new teammates, line about Matisse, uh, talking to Trendon as well. Loving what we're seeing from the team off the court. If only we could get the vibes on the court to match it more consistently. But I do want to send a little more love before I move on to the hugs because we had some incredibly good vibes at the Blazers season ticket holder event this last weekend. There were Q&As with Dame and Coach Etzel, with Nurk and Coach Rogers, other players rotating between photo ops, bowling with fans, darts. It was great times all around and hopefully that fan FaceTime gives that good vibes boost to the team for the rest of the season. How about your hugs? I'm just going to give give a hug out to uh, to Rip City um, and, and, and give a hug to all the people who work, uh, you know, for for ODOT and and the Portland <laughs> Transportation who, who need hey. a hug because they've been on the receiving end of justifiably a lot of hate in the last week, but they still deserve a hug. They're hardworking people. Don't blame their management for being poor and going, oh, we didn't, uh, we had no idea the snowstorm was coming. The hell are you talking about? You had no idea snow was coming. <laughs> Everybody was predicting snow. Now, they weren't predicting a foot, but they were predicting, like, oh, we're probably going to get about an inch. And guess what? If you've lived in Portland, uh, for like a day, you understand that if it ever snows here, even if it's traces, it's basically Armageddon, right? Nobody knows how to drive. <laughs> Cars are off the side of the freeway. It's nuts. So if the weatherman predicts, trace amounts of snow your ass should be out there salting some freeways because yeah dude the, the the lack of preparedness was 
definitely not what you want to see from uh, the people in charge. Speaking of people in charge, my hugs are going to Nate McMillan, former Portland coach, fired from his head coaching position in Atlanta. I think, what, last week at this point? The funny part is that it happened right after this little anime was released from Bleacher Report, kind of making jokes about All-Star Weekend and it showed Dame as kind of the uh, anime superhero uh, or anti-hero. I'm not really sure exactly how they were portraying it uh, as far as the, you know, saying it's all about loyalty and stop trying to make super teams LeBron. Lots of great jokes in there. But they ended the whole bit on a picture of Trey Young holding a knife that says coach killer that he'd gotten from LeBron incidentally earlier in the uh, episode. Seriously, days later, days after that comes out, Nate McMillan is fired from Atlanta. Uh, you know, whether this is a case of life influencing art, influencing life, uh, et cetera, et cetera, I don't really know. But there was also another Portland time. Besides the former head coach here in McMillan, uh, I had heard people talking about Terry Stotts as an option up there. But they've got their guy now. They've got yeah, Quinn but they got their guy. They locked up a very, very good coach uh, in Quinn Snyder. I am a big fan of this. Loved what he did uh, in Utah with that team. Uh, he reminds me of, he should be the evil coach in like a remake of <laughs> or something. That's what he reminds me of. Yes, completely. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a that's a good hire there for the Hawks. No, for sure. In, in that case though, my hugs are going to both uh, former Blazers coaches, Nate McMillan and Terry Stotts. How about your hate mail, sir? What, you got any hate for us this week? My hate mail is just going to go to, uh, even though I said it was nice to get a break, my hate mail is just going to dentists, making making uh, Keith have to bow out. Obviously, he didn't go to my dentist who got my, my loves and hugs la last time because I, I had no pain. I was good to go. Uh, I, I, this is my my nice way of sending my hate to you without directly sending my hate to you. Oh, okay. Because okay. my I'll ass got a tooth pulled. I got a tooth pulled. I had a giant gaping hole in the back of my mouth. The left side of my face felt like a Mack truck ran into it. And I was like, hey, just uh, let me take a quick little nap. And if we just go a few hours later, I'm good to go. And we went. <laughs> and we went that day. Hole in my mouth and all. I could hey. still taste the iron of the blood dripping down the back <laughs> of my throat. I'm like, oh, it's not clotting as it should. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do for the pod. We'll put some more gauze in there when we're done. You know? The, the Burke time doesn't stop, you know? We got to keep going. I, 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 wanna, and then there's I really want to correct the record here. Keith. I want to I set the record no. straight, but I don't even want to correct you on like, if it's for the pod. You got to do it for the pod. Yeah, the but then there's Keith. I uh, I went in and got a got a cleaning. and oh. No, no, it was a root canal. No, no <laughs> I'm the one. The I don't, day, I don't care what it was. I'm telling the story, okay? <laughs> I, I had a, a whole bevy of hate mail this week. At first, I was going to be sending it to the Sleeper Fantasy app, the, the app that we've been using for... Our fantasy basketball league this year with with the friends. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Alex. Shout out hey, to Mac. I know hey, you're in there as well, Chris. Hey. I wanted to send some hate mail to them as far as uh, there had been some issues with the app earlier in the year with things kind of glitching out or you know certain functions not working right. Then I had a week right before the All Star weekend where. Everything got screwed up. My lineup didn't get set at all. I got totally screwed in a short week. Uh, and I'm, I want to blame the app. It might have also been uh, something where we can blame the dentist instead. It was it was sitting outside the dentist's office when I set that roster that week. So I wanted to also send some hate mail to sprained ankles with yeah. Anthony Simons being on the sideline. We still have no real timeline for Simons, right? The grade two strain. So, like, grade two just being all partial tears. There's so much variance there, and you really have no idea, you know, like what we've seen with Justice Winslow, too, being held out as long as he's been out. So that one still kind of stands. The, the hate mail for sprained ankles still stands up there. My real hate mail, though, must go to giving up 20-point leads, man. Because we did it again last night after 
an amazing performance from Dame one night, historic performance in so many ways, and him basically telling his teammates, time is now, time to step up. We then go into the next game against the Warriors, the the, the Stephless Warriors, and just just gave it away. Just gave it away a twenty three point lead in the in the first half, and just completely gave it away. Blazers gonna blazer. It's a, it's an unreal <laughs> stat. I, I've said this so many times. Regardless of them uh, losing the game, like uh, they have to have set some sort of record um, for just the amount of times in an NBA season a team has trailed by twenty or more points. Like they have plenty of them mm-hmm. where they trailed by twenty and came back to win too. But it's like, dude, the amount of times this team is down in a big hole is just feels like it's more so than we've ever seen before. It's, it's unreal. It's the variance, just like those grade two ankle sprains, man. There's so much variance. Yeah. All right, we'll get into the recent games more in a minute, but I do want to just celebrate a bit more. The This is really the Dame pod. Like as my, We've had two weeks off, and Dame has been basically the leading headline around a lot of the NBA during that time, from the All-Star weekend, dominating the three-point contest, dominating the All-Star game. I have a question for you from the All-Star weekend, Chris. Are you excited for future Blazer Joel Embiid? Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so excited. Hey, I mean, you know, like we've seen it before. We saw Nurk and Dame talking to Grant. Uh, I think that was at All-Star festivities, wasn't it? And then all the all the whispering under the shirt collars and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. then you got that picture this time of uh, Joel and Dame talking, some smiles behind some hands there. It's happening. Um, you know, that that's going to be the big summer move. Just watch for it. Nurk for Joel straight up. Seems like it works for everyone. Who says no? <laughs> yeah. I want you to be the one with the balls to go post Nurk for Embiid. <laughs> Who says no on the Trailcaster Twitter account? and watch it just get blown <laughs> up and roasted. We don't need to stick on the All-Star weekend too much. It was, two, uh, what, yeah, two weeks ago at this point. You and I also talked about it on Courtside last week. Thank you for having me on. Like we said in the in Love, Hugs, and Hate Mail, Rip City Radio has been awesome. Played an episode of ours when there was a gap uh, and needed a, a needed a podcast fill-in. Always happy to be that podcast. Then you have me on as the guest for Courtside on your show, Chris. I think we've kind of talked the, the, the Dame All-Star dominance into the ground at this point. I brought up the tarmac rap earlier in Love Hugs and Hitmail as well. Writing bars for his teammates, Shade and just being totally confused. JG uh, over there in a groove. But what that led into, the Sacramento game, the first game back, 24 games left in the season like we talked about, and Dame and Jeremy don't play. Still looked pretty good at first. They, they had like a 19-4 opening, the Blazers did, without like the Dame and Jeremy less Blazers had over the Kings and then just got torn apart. That should have been kind of maybe a precursor towards uh, towards what happened last night against the Warriors. But what we had in between, the, the big distraction, the the massive historic night that I want to spend a minute just kind of honoring. Dame goes off for 71 against the, against the Rockets. Are you concerned at all that this was against the Rockets? Does that matter to you? Does that take anything No. Away? No. Not a bit, right? Yeah. No. Thank you. And anyone who says otherwise can, uh, as, as Chad would say, put an egg in their shoe and beat it beat it because <laughs> completely agreed scoring 71 at this level is a feat is a it feat. is absolutely you, the team may not be great defensively but it is still full of some of the best basketball players in the world NBA it is talent. a feat absolutely. there is a reason that that number has only been achieved what eight times eight different players 
eight different players. Yeah, Dame joins Elgin Baylor, Kobe, Donovan Mitchell earlier this season, Devin Booker from a season or two ago, David Robinson, David Thompson, and Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt being the only player to have more than one 70-point game. Yeah. He has six. Everyone else has freak. only done this once. It's freak. <laughs> it's but that's the thing. This, this is something that only eight players in the history of this game that's had what it's like right around the 5,000 mark. 5,000 different players who have played in the NBA and eight people have done this. Eight. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rarefied air without a doubt. Uh, the stats real quick, just going over how awesome this was. Let me just rattle these off. 22 of 38 from the field, 13 of 22 from deep for Dame. That's a franchise record for the Blazers in one off clays NBA record of 14. Almost thought he was going to go for that at 1.2, 14 of 14 from the line goes with six assists, six rebounds, only two turnovers in 39 minutes. The 39 minutes is the least minutes ever for a 70 point game. Dame was the first player with 70 or more points, five or more assists, five or more rebounds, 10 or more threes. Also the most efficient 70 point game with an 80.4% true shooting. The least free throws involved in a 70-point game and the oldest player in NBA history to score a 70-point game. So, yeah, he, uh, it's, it's not easy. That's a lot of accolades. It's a lot yeah. of specific marks. I got to say, too, I think in maybe it wasn't even near halftime. It had to be first quarter. There was a point where Dame was going to the hoop and you could hear him yell, and one! Uh, yeah, oh, it was the way early. I think it was first quarter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so he yells that, and then the next possession down, he takes a deep three and it's just net. Just bottom of the net. And I said in the Discord, oh man, Dame is going to go off. Dame's going to get lit tonight. Again, just, oh man, it was, that was insane yes. to watch. What is the greatest Blazer performance you've seen, Keith? And I, and this one may count because the, the caveat is the greatest Blazer performance you've seen uh, in person. Oh, I was at the, the game over Houston where Dame hit the .9 shot back in the day when we didn't even know who Dame was yet. Uh, <laughs> And that, that was like, I was in, I was with family, with Abby before uh, we got married uh, in the lower bowl for that game. And to see that shot go off, man, that may have been the cool, like probably the coolest feeling as far as a live yeah. game I've been to as well. To dude. be completely just... honest, the, the greatest singular game that I've been to in person was mm. Nurkic's five by five in Sacramento. Oh, nice. You nice. didn't realize he was putting together a historic stat line until about the fourth quarter. And you looked up and you're like, oh my gosh. Look at his stat line, and and he Just ended that everything. He, he ended that night with twenty four points, twenty three rebounds, seven assists, five steals, and five blocks. Like that game, it's up there for me for like at least like most impressive single games that I've seen in person. The reason I'm not counting the seventy one games because I was not there inside yeah, Moda yeah. Center. That's why I'm saying the greatest singular games you've seen in person. If you're listening, jump on the Discord and sound off seems like another good point to just insert one more time listeners if you have not already you really should come and join the discord we've got a whole bunch of podcasts sometimes we even let you come and join live episodes of this one but the only way you can do that is to get on the discord first you can get involved with our pod you can get involved with a handful of others shout out to holy backboard hey! shout out to busted bucket hey! blazers what hey! unbiased blazers hey! we like the blazers and hey! i think even a few more that i'm not remembering right now sean hyken is in here with us as well we've got other content creators other artists from rip city like protoplatonium hey! like ike hey! if that's not enough you can come and get involved with the third bench our ticket group up in 317 we're trying to grow and this is the time to do it if you're if you've ever thought about getting season tickets you should come talk to us but you can only do that if you join the discord come and get involved with the third bench any of these other things all of it by fans of the blazers 
for fans of the Blazers, come and join the Discord. Link is in the episode description. I loved what I was hearing around Dame's game with stories from, I think, Casey talking about how uh, there was a, a very bad, very terrible, no good, horrible, bad day, that whole kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, for Dame where he had had the wrong time set for his driver didn't realize it was a six o'clock game thought, thought it was 7 p.m so like everything was kind of thrown off or oh, everything was out of out of whack a little bit and then dame i guess right before the game had some sort of feeling it was like oh I, you know it's, it's going to be a good one it's going to be a big one tonight and just goes off for that also has some stories about dame talking to teammates saying the time is now like if we if we're going to do this 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 has to be when it happens this has to be when people kind of step up and, and really go for it you know and you know then he, he goes off with that game maybe to kind of lead the way and show him how to do it and then we have the fall off last night against golden state and again like we mentioned this game earlier in the left hugs and hate mail we mentioned the sacramento game these fall-offs have been bad man the, giving up 20 plus point leads you're giving away wins in a, in the stretch here where we started out with with Sacramento game. It was 24 games left in the season. We're down to 21. And that's down to 19 games now after another late game giveaway of what could have been a potential win to the Pelicans and a end-to-end -end waxing by the Hawks the other night to start a road trip. More on this next week. I think this game doesn't hurt as much as a Blazer fan had the 71-point game not preceded it right because you that's went a from very the high, high a of very highs to the oh crap because like when you looked at this game on paper prior to to it what what makes it more frustrating regardless is the fact that you had the 71 point game then you have this game and dame was playing playing well until basically the wheels just fell off and you, there was nothing to do the frustration with this team keith and, and hear me and and hear me out this is my frustration trying to do my best to be an unbiased journalist here unbiased even though you know <laughs> i grew up with loving this team the absolute worst case scenario for this team the worst case scenario is playing out right in front of you because the worst case scenario here is the blazers make the play in and then they <laughs> the bet at 10th overall they only have a 2.5 percent chance of that pick actually jumping into the top so you haven't improved your percentages in the draft you haven't unlocked any picks. You're just stuck right in the middle getting the 10th, 11th pick in the draft. That, that, that does nothing for you. It does not help you at all. And like you said, it's even more frustrating when we see stuff like we saw from Dame. When you have, like we've said before, when you have this roller coaster of the of the up and down, the high 71-point game followed by the 40-point swing collapsing a 20-point lead the, the next game. Are you putting this more on the the roster and the lack of of talent with like you know playing cameras too many minutes or are you putting this on coach billups playing cameras too many minutes oh like, I'm uh, okay <laughs> no i'm not putting this on roster i'm putting this on coach i'm tired okay. of it i'm tired of it i don't understand his approach i do not understand his approach we had this argument uh weeks ago and the fact we're still having it is, is asinine here you can't go out here and make these trades at the deadline right and then have a situation where Dame sits out a game and Ant's not playing and this and that, and you go and you start Ryan Archidiakono and Cam Reddish instead of uh, instead of Shaden Sharp and Nasir Little, who have been there since Insane, day one dude. for you, busting their ass. It's weird. It's, and there's yeah, no yeah, exactly. world. There is no world where Ryan Archidiakono is your starter over either of those guys. Honestly, Cam Reddish had not played in a basketball game two months prior to being traded to the Blazers, comes in and starts. 
And you're supposed to look at Nasir in the eye and tell him, you know what? Keep working hard because your time will come. And it pisses me off, Keith. It pisses me off because what I have seen from Nasir Little this year, and fans will attest to this, our Discord attests to it, you attest to it, Chad attests to it, social media attests to it. What I've seen from Nasir Little has been incredible. The jumps yeah, that he has continued to make and the work he has put into his game should be rewarded. And it is not being rewarded by the coaching staff. And then you look at the box score at the end of the night. There is no world. There is no world. No multiverse, right? Mar Marvel couldn't even write this into existence. There is no world where Cam Reddish should be playing more minutes than Matisse Thibel and Nasir Little. Yeah, dude. I yeah. like Cam Reddish. I like him as my third big on the bench, my third forward, my 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 fourteenth, fifteenth guy as a depth play. Like I would, like I know guy, I know I know. There's people out there who love the guy, love the guy, love capital L. I'm take I take Cam Reddish over Greg Brown all freaking day long, <laughs> right? But it, as a, it's just it just it just baffles me that he's all of a sudden pushed into into the spotlight and Nasir continues to be crapped on by the head coach. Now, you had a similar situation with Myers Leonard and Terry Stotts. Myers and 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 Terry just beefed a little bit and he was always in Terry's doghouse. The difference was Myers Leonard had a trajectory that kind of hit a brick wall the minute Coach Kim was 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 fired, by the way. There was a reason for for that. But yeah. Like, if you're not going to play a guy who's not continuing an upward trajectory and showing improvement, at least that makes sense. But to continue to not play Nasir Little when the, I mean, the eye test alone proves that the dude is getting better. His shot, is his jump shot's absolutely wet. He's been looking fantastic, man. Like, the, the game against Sacramento, that was, like, the highlight of the game was watching him. He played 33 minutes that game as well. 26 points, uh... 26 points, three boards, four steals, two assists, 10 of 19 from the field, five of nine from deep for him, man. It just, he was getting to every spot he wanted and just getting clean shots. He was yeah. playing defense on the other end and getting out in transition, making it happen. Like, just absolutely led the team for a, while, for a stretch on right. that Right, and the thing that irritates me is what was, what was something that we talked about earlier in the year that we really wanted to see the Blazers add at the deadline? At least for me, and I remember it was shooting. They, need, they needed someone who could go in there and just shoot the ball. Defense didn't matter. They lacked bench scoring. And part of that was Nasir Little was injured for a while, right? But now that he's back, he's giving you that bench scoring, and you just you refuse to play him, and it and it baffles me, Keith. I don't get it. Uh, they they put Cam Reddish in spots where he's not going to succeed either because it's just it's just weird. I like Cam Reddish as a, as a as a roster play, as a depth play. I, I think there's value in him as a 14, 15 guy. This has less to do with Cam Reddish playing poorly as much as it and has more to do with the fact that Nasir Little has earned a spot yeah, dude. and for some reason coach won't give it to him in this second half of the season he has shown a massive jump he's comfortable the rust is shaken off I think maybe that was what we were seeing early early in the year he's healthy he's he's just playing within himself he's developed into everything that you want him to be everything you need him to be and for some reason you're still thinking that this is Nasir back in November. I don't know what it is. Like, open your eyes a little bit. Play the guy. He's deserved it. He's earned it. And I know for me personally, I would be frustrated at <laughs> if I, at my job, worked my ass off when above and beyond what was asked of me mm. showed improvement every single month with 
with proof in the analytics that I was having some of the best performances of my career and then watched everybody else on the roster who did not show those same improvements, who did not show any versatility, who didn't show that they deserved that spot, get that spot and opportunity over me. I would be livid. Nasir Little has every right to be frustrated. And to his credit, he is acting very professional and just going out there and pooping. Yeah, dude. I mean, since he came back on January 15th, that was his first game back, he's averaging 47.8% from the field, 44.9% from deep, 64% from the lines. That's a little low. But yeah, the, the numbers look good, man. It just He's also only averaging 19 minutes across that whole stretch. And it does seem odd that when we get new guys in here, that you're seeing Cam averaging like what near 30 minutes a game and, and this year can't even break 20. Yeah. And, and so that one, that one frustrates me. And my argument when right now, when this starts coming to uh, people ask if it's roster or coach, um, I do think it's bold. Like the roster's not built how it needs to be. Um, but it's been two years now and I'm just going to be completely honest. I've seen enough from Chauncey. I've seen enough. I can t- I cannot tell you the amount of times in the middle of a game I have watched him go over and try to pick the brain and ask Scotty Brooks what to do in that situation. <laughs> like he, like he's relying more on Scotty Brooks. If your two teams are equal, okay? I'm, I just want I want your honest opinion. If 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 there are two Blazer teams, they're both equal, same exact roster, right? You have Dame and 14 other guys and Terry Stotts is coaching one and Chauncey Billups is coaching the other, but the teams are exactly the same talent-wise. Who wins that matchup? Oh, it's it's Stotts, without a doubt. Terry. It's the Stotts. Terry wins team. that. Yeah. Terry because Terry was not a bad coach. It was just to be complete it was, to be fair, it was just time to move on. It was time to try something different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But Terry was the far is a far better coach than Chauncey Billups. Right? What happened to Terry Stotts in the playoffs? Got ran over. He got out coached. Ah, uh, yeah. He got out coached by Alvin Gentry. Just too predictable. We... Yeah, he was too predictable. The, the way that they doubled Dame in the New Orleans series and Terry couldn't get out of it, right? My point is, and the reason I ask you that, most people would say Terry would outcoach Billups if the two teams were equal. But Ter- Terry has a record of being outcoached when he got into the playoffs in that type of atmosphere. So what do you expect from Chauncey Billups if Chauncey Billups is in the playoffs? I expect Chauncey to look over at Scotty Brooks <laughs> and figure <laughs> out what to do from there. We're talking about the the minutes and all this, and you know, you got to assume that's Chauncey's decision as far as who's getting the most minutes on it. And it's weird. I don't know if there's some beef with him and Nas, like we were saying, but yeah, beyond the minutes, his the way that he's used the challenges, the number of times that he's not wanted to go with Dame's suggestion on on some of these things, or even on plays at times, it, it's it's odd, man. Coming out of a timeout where you should have such a obvious play drawn up and just seen it just kind of fall apart i can't put that all on the guys I, it's got to it was at some some of this at least has to come down to the coaching or just maybe he's just maybe he's not maybe he doesn't know where to turn when his plan falls apart maybe, yeah. he's, maybe it's still like in the learning stage for for billups but man it's it's certainly if we're talking about building a competitive roster on dame it seems like that is a pretty easy thing to look at and say that needs fixing yeah I, and I know it's easy to argue to roster. Like if you have a good roster, you you can you can be a good coach. I mean, look at Golden State, right? Golden State was starting to put the things together with Mark Jackson. Couldn't get over the final hurdle. They hire Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr takes him to the title. The early narrative on Kerr, right, was oh, it was just because the team was so talented. He's not a great like good coach yet. It was just because the team's so talented. 
he's put that to like he's a really good mm, basketball yeah. coach right nick yeah. nurse in toronto like a the roster is 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 not as good as it was when it won the championship, but he's still finding ways to innovate and try to coach. I, I, I think Nick Nurse is a really good coach. And, and then you look at like Atlanta, right? So Atlanta fires Nate McMillan mid-season and then goes and hires Quinn Snyder, who's like a home run hire. The guy's great. I love Quinn Snyder. You lose, you lose Terry Stotts and, and, and you replace him with the unproven Chauncey Billups. And it's just, it's tough. I think this is, I, I think it just reeks of, Again, to we got to be fair here to Chauncey. Uh, it just it just reeks of bad management because yeah, uh, Burt Neil, Cold Neil O'Shea leaving one last trap here. Yeah, Burt Cold and company, right? They want they want yes men and they want people that will do their bidding. And the best way to do that is to hire some guys who don't have that experience under their belt, so they don't have they don't have that puff chest, right? Yeah, like if you go hire, if, I mean, I'm, he wasn't available, but if, if you go hire Greg Popovich. You ain't telling Greg Popovich what to do, right? Right, right. You go hire Eric Spolstra, <laughs> you ain't ter- telling Eric Spolstra what to do. But you go and do the one of the worst things possible for the franchise, but it plays well into your favor, is you hire a first-time GM and a first-time head coach. <laughs> you need those two people to work in synergy, right? They need to work together so that the coach can say, this is what I want, and the GM can say, okay, this is how I'm going to try to achieve and get those type of players for you. But now, but you have two guys right now who haven't been in that position. Like you should, you should have hired an experienced GM and a rookie head coach, or a rookie GM and an experienced head coach. <laughs> I think the rookie GM can find far more success with a with an experienced head coach than the other way around. I, you know, I'm I'm not too upset with with the job Joe has done so far. I still am in the wait and see approach at least till this summer, like we've talked about. But yeah, my my fuse is all but gone with Chauncey, man. I just I, I don't know how I don't know how we expect him to turn around and suddenly turn into some like champion level coach by the time the roster is ready. If we can get the roster ready, no. And we've seen this we've seen this happen with other franchises too, who who understand right. You know, not too long after the hire that it was the wrong hire, and you have to right you have to you get out on. of that hire when that when when that's the case. You can't continue yeah. to latch onto it. Otherwise, it's just, it's just not going to go anywhere. Um, do you see? Do you see it being a possibility that they move on from Chauncey this summer? Like, I don't is there think any so. way they buy him think, out? I don't think. I don't think so. I think for as much as you and I just crapped on the guy uh, for his coaching, <laughs> I think it's safe because I just the, the, this team keep is not doing. They're they're not showing signs of life from the top down, dude. Right now they have an extremely uh, passive owner who has other interests, and the the team is not at the forefront of, of her mind. Uh, you know, some people, well, she's not a fan of the team. You don't, you don't have to be a fan of the of basketball to be a good owner. You just have to be an involved owner. And yeah, she's engaged just, she's, in your product. Yeah, and, and she's just not involved. For everything I hear and, and other people in the know here, Burt Colt has his hands all over this thing. He was Paul Allen's right-hand man, and and it, he, he just he's going to hire people who will do his bidding and, and what he wants to be done. And now you have two rookie guys who haven't been in those positions before, who aren't going to give you a ton of pushback. We talked about the Clippers trade. The Clippers trade was 100% a management trade, not a Joe Cronin trade, no matter how right, much right. Die, Die Mad wants to argue otherwise. <laughs> that, that, that was 100% purely a management move that said they told their new hire, Joe Cronin, hey, this is what we want to go get done. Go get it done. And he did. So it's just... And, and so I just I don't know what the incentive is right now to, to fire Chauncey 
Listeners, we are in the thick of the NBA season and there are so many variables right now. Can Dame stay healthy enough to lead the team or are we going to have to rely more on Jeremy? Will the Blazers make a move before the deadline or are we going to wait for the offseason? Can we make the playoffs straight up or are we going to get stuck in the play-in tournament in the middle of this stacked Western Conference? One thing's for sure, I know when I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's not even the only promotion they have with DraftKings, but let me say this again so you're totally clear. Download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN for the Basketball Podcast Network. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do win. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Let's loop this back for a quick roster thought exercise from our guy Deepak on the Discord. Come and join the Discord fans if you haven't already. Link is in the episode description. Chris, Deepak is asking, who do you guys think falls out of the rotation when Justice and Penny Simons come back, being that it's hard to find 20 minutes for all of our guys? Uh, I don't know. It's 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 probably Anthony Simons, just so Chauncey Billups can find a way to play Cam Reddish more. He might, he might even <laughs> Simons, say, you know, Simons goes bench. Maybe we'll finally get Simons the six man, like we've been talking about. Simons will be six man because he's got to yeah. get benched. He might say he might say Justice. You know what? I'm not going to play you because I, I really think uh, I really think Kevin Knox is the future. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you never know. But no, I think I I think Winslow gives them more uh, in a, in a very similar capacity. So I think I think Winslow takes his minutes back from Trendon Watford um myself ah, um and they the run a little Watford. more where they where they can run like Jeremy at the five and then Winslow at the four Watford will, will still get in there but I see minutes there uh Keon's been getting a little bit of run so he's basically going to be done um and if you have a healthy ant if you have a healthy ant and a healthy Winslow you really have no reason to play Cam Reddish so if he's getting minutes and Winslow and and and, and ant are, are seeing theirs fall apart like th- th- like that's going to be our frustration right is right is, is, is ant comes back healthy gets his minutes back winslow comes back so they throw him on the court and next thing you know uh Nas is getting dmps and sharp sees his minutes and- cut in half so that so that cam reddish <laughs> so can cam play, reddish can get right his. <laughs> like that that's that's what's going to happen and that's that's too frustrating <laughs> that's very frustrating let's get into the one last factor about uh, Dame's big game the other night. After Dame scores 71, what conversation pops its head back up? But all these, all the all the media talk about getting Dame out of Portland. Oh, he's he'd be so much better if he could go win a ring somewhere. You even had an anonymous GM giving some quote about, well, of course he's loyal to Portland when they pay him that much money. As if other GMs wouldn't be paying him the same if he was on their roster. None of this makes sense, right? Like, like it, you can't. First off, you can't. You cannot trust what anonymous GM ever says. Right? Anonymous GM, man, all, because, all the all the brilliance, all the inside lines. Inside no, you secrets. can't trust what anonymous GM says because anonymous GM <laughs> is going to want to sow the seeds of doubt so that Damian Lillard can come play for his team because every anonymous GM would gladly play pay Damian Lillard his fat stack of course, to come help. Of course, of course they would. Um, what I hate, Keith is this nonsense that pops up. And of course it's Stephen A. Smith, you know, the very next night, Stephen A. Smith goes on his little rant and, and he says that the hindrance to Dame's popularity is the fact that he, or the quote, here you go. The quote, the hindrance to his popularity is one thing. And one thing only he's in Portland. So absurd. And it pissed me off. 
because, and this is not even just defending Dame. This is just defending talented players in small markets. Damian Lillard's popularity is not hurt. Damian Lillard is the face of a shoe, shoe company. Damian Lillard in the holiday season in the year of 2022 that just passed had a top 10 selling NBA jersey in the entire league. Damian Lillard is a multi-time all-star. Damian Lillard is everywhere. He just he just dominated the all-star game. Like he was the highlight of the entire all-star weekend. That's not just for like Portland fans are the only people seeing that, man. The fact that you being the national talking head constantly bring him up proves his popularity because you're watching and it irritates me because being in Portland doesn't hurt him. This is not 1990 anymore, guys. It is 2023. <laughs> These players have so many tools at their disposal right. that every single one of them turns themselves into a brand, right? So all the stars are stars and they know their stars and their popularity goes through the roof. I can see any star I want instantaneously via social media and, and more so. And I can, I can, if, if, if I know that jaw had a big dunk because of my Twitter timeline, then I can start searching for it and I can see it from multiple different angles. And I can start if people who yeah. are in the stands who posted their video and the ability to see these stars populate your social media feeds makes them huge. Oh, oh, uh, is, is Giannis Antetokounmpo a star? Oh, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of a star. He, uh, is he, po is, that, is he popular? He, he's kind of popular. Yeah, he, he's, he's only probably one of the most popular players uh, best in the game. Let's see. Giannis is arguably uh, top three, four players in the league. They might be the best depending yeah. on who you ask, yeah. right? Is, he's in the uh, he is someone who's set up to be the face of a franchise. He is everywhere. He was on The Daily Show this week with some clips on social media that got taken out of context and people roast him for it. People are idiots. Um, but the thing oh, is, he's super popular. <laughs> he's super popular. Where does he play, though? Oh, yeah, he plays in Milwaukee. I, have you heard of this place? Yeah, some small... Hey, I never, never, yeah, never he heard plays of, uh, in Milwaukee, which is a smaller market than Portland. <laughs> okay? In the year 2023, playing in a small market is not what it used to be. Now, if you were in the 80s and the early 90s, yes, it was 100%. Uh, there, there was no... There was no RSN, right? There was no giant ability to constantly see highlight packages at the at, 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 at the snap of a finger. Hell, it wasn't even until the end of the 90s. And thanks, you know, thank the Lord Al Gore for inventing the Internet. He said jokingly before you people <laughs> take that too seriously. And, 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 and Napster, right? And LimeWire and FrostWire and all those other pirating programs that we use. The type you could type. That's how dude, I remember it. Jump on LimeWire, right? Type in Vince Carter Dunk Olympics, and then wait for my dial-up internet to take 20 hours to download one of the greatest dunks of all time. But now I can go type that in on YouTube and Twitter and get it instantaneously and watch it and see highlights of people. Victor Wembanyama is super popular, has never played an NBA game. Luka Doncic was drafted. People knew who Luka Doncic was. Back in the day, did a lot of people know who Arvidas Sabonis was when the Blazers drafted him? Did people know that he was stashed and stuck over in Europe forever by the time he came over? <laughs> that he'd already been like a star over there, an amazing player there. No, they knew no what knew their local was. news and, and any other people were allowed to tell him, but it was it, there was there was there was no search Arvidas Sabonis. Do you think a lot of people were going down to their local library to get on their t the, and, and sift through the 
like the 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 info and find the find the okay where are we Sabonis? so s Sabonis. you had to use okay. the you had to use the dewey decimal system yeah exactly okay this says if i go books. over to uh, aisle 57 there's an old new york times article on him people weren't doing that <laughs> you couldn't grab your phone and type in arvita sabonis highlights you could argue that arvita sabonis is more popular among NBA circles now than he was in the 90s because of people's ability to just type in and look up highlights of it. Like all the it's, legends it's a, that grow too. Everything you can go back and look on now and like the nostalgia adds to it as well. All the stories about how he knew English the whole time but would kind of like play off the journalists and give one word like, you know, kind of broken right. translation answers to try, try and get out of it. So so the game the game has changed and the NBA has built itself on a, on a global brand that's easily accessible. It's impossible to argue to me that being in Portland is a hindrance to any player's popularity. Being in any small market is a hindrance to anyone's popularity. Dude, Dylan it's Brooks crazy, is not a star in this league. And yesterday, because of the, the shirt he was wearing into the, the arena, he was wearing a Stone Cold Steve Austin-esque vest showing off his abs. He's not a star in this league. He's a good player, but he's not a star. He's certainly not a popular player. But he was all over my timeline, all over my timeline. <laughs> and if he had worn that playing on uh, uh, the Orlando Magic, because, you know, the, the Grizzlies weren't around. But if he had play, uh, worn that in 1994, no one would have saw it. Well, you know, tying back to what we talked about earlier, too, with the All-Star game, I heard someone mention back in back in the day as far as the dunk contest in the 90s and 2000s, the, the, you had big players, big names in the NBA participating in that event because they needed to get known like if they weren't yes. one of the top names that you, you could be a star level player but you need to get your face and your name out there you need to pe you need people to see you dunk and be like oh my god i need to become a fan of that dude no one no one in the nba feels like they need to do the dunk contest anymore or really participate hard in any part of the all-star weekend as we saw in the all-star game itself because their brand is already out there like you said the ball brothers come into the nba with a brand before they've even played a minute in an nba jersey it's just the, the yeah the the game has completely oh, it's changed. Like, yeah, it's like, game... and you can hate on LeVar Ball all you want. He was an annoying character, yeah. but he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. Even just like what you, what you brought up earlier as well, as far as if they had only gone here or there, they would have had more success. You're not hearing calls for the Sixers to move on from MB. They haven't had any more success than Dame has had here in Portland, right? I, obviously, that's a bigger market. Right. But it's just... It's it's yeah, it's and odd, I wouldn't man. hate it as strange. much if, 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 if Stephen A was just more forthright with it. Now he did. He <laughs> yeah. did. He did end up saying that I've been trying forever to get that cat to come play for my New York Knicks. He was admitting that's why he's making this argument. He's a Knicks fan. He wants him in New York. Lead with that, and I, if you lead yeah. with that, let I that have, be the I joke. No let that be the premise. It. Totally. But that's yeah, not. I, I'm, but, I'm okay with the jokes. I'm okay with saying like, oh, I want him on my team. That's fine. Yes. But that's not how it gets put. But through it's the not ESPN a hindrance machine. to his popularity. Because here's the deal. You know Jalen Brunson, right? You know Julius Randle. You obviously know Josh Hart now. Heard of him. How many other Knicks can you name off the top of your head just for fun? <laughs> I don't know if I can name any. Oh, well, that's really weird that the team right that now. plays in the biggest market in the NBA, you don't know anybody <laughs> on their roster. That's they, by, by the argument it, that everyone else tells me, Keith, you should know their you should know their roster all 15 of them you should know their coaching staff everyone because the only way to be popular is to play in a big market <laughs> is obi toppin still a nick <laughs> there you go there, you right? got lucky you got lucky you got lucky <laughs> in the same sense fans aren't necessarily 
NBA fans, I think nearly as much as fans are fans of the laundry, fans of the team in front of him. Like if you live in Portland and you're an NBA fan, you're probably a Blazers fan. There are there are others. There's you know there it's not always a solid line. You can be a Raptors fan or a Warriors fan and be living in a different city. But like if you live in LA and you're an NBA fan, you're wearing a Lakers jersey. You're not watching all the games from all the other teams. It's just no, I would also weird. I would also argue in today's NBA more so in the nineties and when when we grew up that there are so many casual basketball fans and i don't mean i don't mean casual negatively uh, i just mean that they aren't as invested in a particular team like you are uh but they are fans of a particular player how many players how many people do you know right. that are fans of lebron james not fans of the lakers or the Cavs. a fan of lebron james i know plenty of people especially from the younger generation like my little my, my little cousins and stuff in their teens who are just they they don't care about anything but Steph Curry. They are Steph Curry fans. <laughs> so just this this idea that market size matters in a player's popularity. No, market size matters in TV deals because it matters about how many potential TVs I can get advertising onto and that plays in money-wise, but doesn't play into a player's popularity. There is no way that Clyde Drexler had an extensive PR arm like Damian Lillard does. Guys who take care of everything and make sure his PR is just on point and on brand at all times. Yeah. Right? So it's just, uh, the game has changed. And the way players can get their names, their their image, their likeness. Dude, dude, think about that. Name, image, is likeness. Dude, high school players are starting to get NIL deals. High school players are immensely popular now. High school players. This is all my long way of saying, no, being in Portland doesn't hurt his brand. And then everyone argues, well, being in Portland, he hasn't had as much success. Like, he'd have more success if he was on a different team. I agree. Being in Portland has hurt his on-court success because they haven't put great teams around him, right? There, If he were on different teams, there is potential that he could have a ring. That's fine. A ring is only part of his legacy, and I do not think right. in any way, shape, or form that winning a ring or never winning a ring hurts his or any other athlete's popularity. It may give you an argument when you start talking who is the GOAT, right? Maybe. But it doesn't hurt their popularity. And I'll end with this. And maybe you'll agree because, again, you grew up in the same era. Reggie Miller, Patrick Ewing, never won a ring. Still, two of the greatest basketball players to ever play. Two absolute legends in my book. Two guys who were immensely popular in the 90s and not winning a ring did not impact how popular they were throughout their career. And it will not hurt Dane. Oh, and by yeah. the way, Indianapolis, Indiana is a smaller TV market. Than <laughs> nice. We have a six game road trip coming up, Chris, and most of that will be done before our recording next week. So let's just go over that real quick. We've got the Hawks on Friday. Blazers never led in that one did not go well. The Magic on Sunday, and then a back-to-back between the Pistons and the Celtics before you and I will be recording again next week. Two more games on the end of the road trip, but how do you feel about those first four? Hawks, Magic, Pistons, Celtics. Uh, six, final six-game road trip. The third six-game road trip of the season for the Blazers, the only team in the NBA to have three of them. And they're putting this one right at the end for us. But yeah, those first four, what do you feel? Uh, Blazers need to start that road trip 3-0. Uh, there's no, there's no 3-0. doubt. 3-0. There's no doubt about it. Hawks, Magic, Pistons. Okay. Pistons, okay. Pi- I like that. Pistons are awful. Orlando's bad, even though history. No. <laughs> uh, that's that's an easy stretch for a, for a six game road trip that gets significantly tougher 
on the back half of that. Uh, if this team has any hope of doing anything, they they have to. So if we got to start this road trip strong, 3-0 between the Hawks, the Magic, and the Pistons, if we were to drop one of those, I probably the, probably the Hawks, I mean, as far as like starting the road trip, getting out there, and they've got the new coach, like, so there's some maybe variables that we can't plan for. Like If we were to drop one of those three and then pick it up uh, when we face the Sixers and convince Joel Embiid that he's better to come into Portland, uh, <laughs> would you say Hawks, probably? If you dropped one of those three? If, if, if one of those first three gets dropped, probably Hawks, Hawks. right? Just, just trying to prepare for the worst case scenario, but I'm with you. Three and zero would be awesome start. Be awesome to come back better than a 500 on the road trip. But yeah, you you got to at least start well to do it. After that, there's only 14 games left in the season, so we are getting close. We're wrapping up here. Like Dame said, the time is now, or now is the time, or whatever the quote was they gave to the rest of the team. Just need to see it tonight, man. Let's let's hopefully hope let's hope it kicks off in the right direction tonight. It didn't. All right, this is my my thought experiment. Okay. This is my last question for Give you me. before you, you, you shout out to our very, very honorable listener. All right, hit me. This is a who would you rather have on your roster, okay? Oh, okay. We're doing some player A, player yep. B action. Yep, we're going to do some All player right. A, player B action. I'm going to post this in the Discord immediately uh, after asking you. Player A averages uh, 22 points per game, 4.4 rebounds. 2.8 assists and shoots 44% from three point range. Okay. 22, 4, 2.8, and 44%. Player B okay. Okay. averages 18.8 points per game, so four points less. 4.3 rebounds, so same there. 1.6 oh, okay. assists, mm, so one less. Half the assists. And is shooting 33% from three-point range. Which player would you rather f- have? Player A was like 40, 44%? Player A was 40? 44%. Yeah, high, higher points, higher assists, higher three-point percentage. I think for, like, we're talking like a role player or something. It doesn't matter. Just, just, which player would you rather have? Got, got to go player A all day. It's, it's, it's just a better, what if I better told you stats there. What if I told you player A... Is Jeremy Grant. Okay, 22, 4, and just under 3 assists on uh-huh. 44%. From, okay, nice. What hey, if I told you player B is also Jeremy Grant, but Jeremy Grant, <laughs> after news broke, that he may be dating Kendall Jenner. <laughs> uh, the Jenner curse is real. <laughs> In closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Chris Burkhart. Thank you, Odar, for these fat beats. And thank you, listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your Rip City basketball, and our latest episode. Come and join us on Discord. Thank you again, and please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters. <laughs>